Welcome to the Anonymous Andrew Podcast. Life and the choices we make. The choices other people make. Why we choose to ignore the red flags. Red flags like gaslighting, cheating, addiction, mental illness, and much more. What role do they play in relationships? Follow me each week as we discuss these topics with anonymous guests and experts to hopefully become better humans, resulting in better choices. Like I say, been there, still doing that. Now on to the show. Anonymous Andrew here with you once again. Wow, I am overwhelmed with the amount of guests that I'm having. I just did another recording with another fantastic, exciting, dynamic, vibrant life coach or romantic coach, empowerment coach. Her name is Charlene Byers. And um, it's just amazing the, the hour that we spoke, how, how vibrant she was. And I walked away feeling, listen, folks, I work 13 hours today and it's like, it's in the evening and I feel energized after just talking to her. It's amazing. So anyway, coming up in this episode is Charlene Byers and I'll let, all, let her and the episode do all the introductions. So please follow me on um, my podcast anywhere. Follow, subscribe, give me some reviews, five stars, and please, um, it's all I ask of you. Up next, Charlene Byers. Enjoy the episode. Hello, everybody. Anonymous Andrew back with you with another exciting episode. And I say exciting because my guest is exciting. Um, with me today, <laughs> because she's already making me smile. Uh, with, <laughs> I have with me Charlene Byers. And Charlene is a certified empowerment coach, a feminine embodiment practitioner, and she specializes in relationships and dating. And yep. Charlene, introduce yourself, say hello, and tell me more. Well, hello. Hi. Yeah, we, we were having a nice little chat before we pressed record. I love it. Yes. You're, you're well, thank vibrant. You. You're vibrant. I'm vibrant. You know, I have a lot of spice. And, you know, it's funny because as you can see me, um, a lot of people, they're like, they'll be like, oh, you know, where are you from? You know, you look, you look like a California girl, but you know where the spice actually comes from? I'm, I'm full bloody Cuban. And so, wow. yes. So both of my parents, so both of my parents are from Cuba and I um, actually didn't even speak English. And I, I think I speak it pretty well. Right. Um, yeah. I didn't speak. Yeah. Thank you. And I, I'm first generation actually. And I didn't even speak English till I was about, I think my mother told me I was six. So I have this, I have a lot of spice in me and I love it. I love it. I love the Cuban culture. I love all of it. So that's where it comes from. So if you're wondering so, like, what's your little spicy? That's where it's, it comes from. That, that makes sense. So, so, so Spanish is your first language. Spanish is my first language. Yes. Right. Because yes. my ex-girlfriend was Latina and I started to learn. I actually was in Colombia back oh. in 1975 as a student exchange. And I learned it back then. Of course, when I came back from high school back then, 40 years ago, I never yeah. cracked. I never, I, I lost it. 
So when I started dating my ex, who's a Latina, I started getting back into it. So I'm, I'm anyway, I'm learning Spanish. You, you but... enjoy it. You learn the Spanish. And, you know, and that's interesting because so when I said to you, I've, you know, I didn't even, I spoke English until, I mean, I started speaking English. My mother said when they sent me to school. So I was, you know, six. But through the years, as, you know, I got older and everything like that, uh, the the men that I've been attracted to and the men that I ended up in relationships with, they were the opposite of Latins. So they were as American as possible. So it was interesting because I started losing, not losing, but not being able to speak that language as much. And it was really frustrating because I speak Spanish with my mom still to this day. My mom's here and I speak Spanish with my father. And, but that's pretty much it. Or I speak Spanish if, you know, I'm on something and people speak Spanish. But for the most part, a lot of the people that I hang out with do not speak Spanish. And that really makes a big difference because you start losing it if you yeah. don't speak it. Oh, yeah. um, and so that's been, you know, I've always, I'm, but you know, I've always been attracted to the white men. That's interesting you said Not that. Not the Latinos. Because, no, well, and that's funny because the Latina that I dated, she yeah. emigrated here from South America, married yeah. a South American, and then they got yeah. divorced. I was her first gringo that she dated. You were the first gringo. I was the first gringo. So, matter of fact, we had a cat. We named him Gringo. So, oh my god, that's hilarious. Oh my gosh, yeah. So, so, so tell me yes. what. So you're on my podcast, which is all about yes. toxic relationships. And no, not, I shouldn't say it's all about. It's about relationships, relationships that have gone bad, but we get through them and we come out the yeah. other end. And I want to, yeah. I and my audience want to learn how to rebuild our life and get back out there and, and I guess heal from the trauma. Heal that we from, yeah. Now. From the trauma. Yeah. Um, so the, the work, the reason why I do this work personally um, is because myself, you know, I have my own story, my own story that took me to where I'm at today. And I'm very passionate about it because I found myself also many years ago. I'm remarried now. I was I was actually married to my ex-husband for 23 years, uh, a man that I was very much in love with and a man that I thought, you know, I had four children with him. and a man that I really thought, okay, this is it. You know, we're going to be together for the rest of our lives. And it was interesting because before we press record, you and I were having a little conversation. We were talking about red flags. Mm. And what I realized then we, when we were dating that absolutely there were a lot of red flags. I was younger then. And then actually, believe it or not, it was my second marriage because I I was married to my first, so I'm on my third marriage, which is hilarious to me, but it's okay. It all works out. Um, I was, I was young. I was in high school. I, I fell in love with my high school sweetheart. He was a little older than me. And, you know, we get, I got pregnant and of course we do the right thing. That is not the right thing. So we get married. <laughs> now each other. So now we're married. And I didn't know this at the time, but my, that my first ex-husband, no fault. He's a great guy actually, but but we were married and he's this baseball player and he loves the woman, loves women. And I didn't know how much he loved women. And I so I was like, oh my goodness. So I found out pretty early on how much he loved a lot of women. Uh -huh. And so I was like, okay, it was actually kind of a blessing in disguise because really when I look back, him and I were like so opposite. I mean, oil, we were so opposite. Yeah, we were just so vinegar. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, we're opposite. So, you know, so then he left and he went back to Texas and then I found myself, I was a single 
mama very young i think i was i had joshua my first son i have a he's 33 so i had my i had joshua when i was uh, 19 i think 19 years old and so now i'm so and i think i was with my ex as that first one for like a couple of years so josh was about two years old and so maybe i'm 21 or something i don't remember it was kind of you know a long time ago and but i realized like wow okay that that was a little crazy and i found myself thinking well we'll see what happens but i had no idea i had no idea about relationships i had no idea about anything i was just i felt like i was just like this young person coming out of the jungle and 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 I think also that had to do with why I was attracted to my first husband, attracted to my second husband, is because it had a lot to do with actually how I grew up. Actually, how I grew up. I grew up in a toxic environment in the sense of, you know, I never really saw a healthy relationship for real. Yeah. What I saw was you know, women and men fighting and, and it's just chaotic, toxic. I saw a lot of cheating. I saw a lot of lying. I saw a lot of breakups. I didn't see solid relationships. I didn't see that respect. So I was just, I guess, how it, how it happened, you just get used to them. It's kind of like it becomes your norm. You know, you get, if that's all you knew, that's all you knew. That's all I knew, honestly. That's all I knew. Yeah. And and so me, you know, going along, getting older, that's kind of like the type of guys I was attracting. I was attracting men that, you know, had that those toxic traits, men that weren't honest, um, men that had anger and all the stuff, and they didn't deal with any of that stuff. So I'm a single mama and I'm, you know, trying to, you know, it's been a couple of years now. I've been single for a while at the time. So I started dating. So I'm dating. It's okay. It's okay. And then I, and then I meet this guy. Oh my gosh. I don't think I've ever fell in love more than I did with my ex-husband. I was like, oh, I couldn't even breathe. And so I, I met this guy. He was, he's actually the, the reality is, is my ex-husband, the one that I was with for 23 years, he's actually a good guy. He really is. He's actually a good guy. He's an excellent father. And it was him and I together. There was something about our dynamics and also his, you know, he needed to grow up too and me that those red flags were screaming in the beginning. I didn't even know what that meant. I All I have to say is if you are not even married yet and you're fighting a lot and there's no, you know, you're having a really hard struggle and then your ex and then your person says to you, I think we should go to counseling. When he asked me about counseling, this is how funny this shit was, excuse my language. Uh, but okay. He asked me to go, I remember, remember we were like, he, he used to have a lot of temper. And he thought I was a little too happy. <laughs> I don't think so, but go ahead. So when when I look back, you know, and, and obviously this has been a long time ago, when I look back, I, I realize, wow, there were so many red flags. But when you think about red flags, what is red flags? And this is what I was talking about. My ex-husband at one time, he had, you know, he had a really strong personality. And he's pretty intense, actually. And I was the opposite of strong personality and the opposite of intense. So it was a lot of energy. I, I remember like, wow, it's a lot of energy. And, and and really like he, I mean, patience wasn't even like, I don't even knew, think he knew that word. Mm. <laughs> I was like, there's no patience in this man. But, you know, so I remember one time he's like, you know, we need to go to counseling. And me coming from 
a Latin culture, a, you know, a culture. I actually never heard of that. Yeah, they don't, they don't do that down there. No, we don't do that. No, um, I do I that now. <laughs> I, I'm, 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 you know, I understand that now. I know the value of that. That's why I'm a coach. That's why I help people now. Uh, but back then, we're talking Charlene back then. I was looking at him like, what is that? And he's like, we're going to go talk to people. And they're going to tell. And I'm like, okay, I have no idea. Anyway, so make a long story short. Whatever we went to, it didn't work because it wasn't the right fit. And, you know, we went to people that I, I honestly thought, this is where I got into what I think I did eventually. Because it was kind of like, I felt like they just kept you stuck. They really never pushed us forward. And maybe that's because he was never going to get pushed forward. I don't have no idea. But all I know is that it wasn't working. And then, of course, what happens? I decide to marry him. Of course. Of course. <laughs> Next logical step. Logical. Of course it is. But I was in love. I was in love. And so I marry him. And um, yeah, it was, it was, it was, it was definitely a journey. We actually had some really amazing times, of course. Um, I don't look back at my marriage with like bad memories. I look back at it of what it was, what it was, and it was what we needed at the time and the bad stuff, it happened, but you know, I'm not there anymore and that's okay. But I look back at my marriage and, you know, he was the father of all my children. Very and, and I, and I have, I believe it or not, like, even though him and I could, we couldn't figure it out. Um, I just, I have appreciation for him of who he is now. I have a, a, such appreciation for the father he is. And he's really, you know, stepped up. I think after us getting a divorce was probably, it was obviously the hardest thing that ever happened to either of us. It was pretty devastating. I I ended up leaving him and, and he lost his mind. Wow. No, he lost his mind. Like it was bad. And, um, but then, you know, he came back up and got air again, you know, years later, years later. And he, he himself, I, I don't, we don't really have contact. We have, you know, like normal contact with the kids, but, you know, I don't know anything personally about him. And, but it seems like, you know, he was able to go off and do the work on his own and, and not having me in his life. I, I'm getting a little emotional talking about this. I'm sorry. It's okay. And it's pretty funny you mentioned that because my ex-wife just called me as you said that. That is too weird. Really? And I don't talk to her. If I talk to her twice a year, it's a lot because we have several kids together. Okay. And one, and one of my sons is going through a little bit of a crisis and still okay. coming up from Florida. But anyway, it's funny that you were just talking yes. about that and she just called. Yeah, that's weird. That's how it works. That's how it weird. works. So, so, you know, fast forward. I, like I said, I ended up, you know, leaving. It was the biggest decision I ever made. It was the hardest decision, but it was, it was the right decision. It needed to happen. Yeah. And so then you find, you find me, you know, Miss Charlene. And now, now I got four kids. So now I'm like, oh Lordy, this is different. I haven't, you know, I haven't been out there. I haven't dated in 23 years. And when I left my ex-husband, I had no desire. Yes. So the four kids were from the first husband? Or comp Joshua. Well, Joshua was from my first. first, and then the other three were from the second. And and he pretty much he met Joshua when Joshua was about three and a half. Joshua has a great relationship. Joshua considers himself to have two dads. Okay. So he um totally that was that was definitely I at least had that wits in me. I was young mom. I was a young mom, but that's one thing I did have. I remember you know when I started dating him, I didn't introduce Joshua for a while. 
And because he's never, he never was married and he didn't have any kids. And I remember telling him, I said, listen, this is the deal, man. Um, I'm, I'm into you. I'm crazy about you. But, you know, my priority is my son. And and if you guys don't get along, if something's funky, whatever, it's just not going to work out. Like, I'm not trying to threaten you. I'm just, and he's like, no, he has so much respect for that. He's like, no, 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 that's okay. And so we show slowly introduce him to Joshua. So like I said before, I never had an issue with him being a father. Like he was, he was always cool. Josh, he loves Josh. Josh that's his son. And, and, jo and at the time, Joshua's father, actually, remember we, we got a divorce. The guy left. He went, he went back to Texas. And so Joshua really didn't have um, a relationship with Terry. I try to always be open. Like if Terry wanted to see Joshua in the summer, um, for a couple of weeks, I was totally cool with that. Like I was big, I'm a big, 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 big believer in fathers and, and, um, them being apart. I, I think that, um, we need the fathers and the mothers the same It's where they're both so valuable. And especially, um, I'm a huge, huge advocate, big believer, big believer, big believer in men raising boys and tend to men, yep. because it's, yep. it's just different. Like, I mean, I, I have done a, an amazing job. But thank you, Jesus, for my ex-husband, because he's an, he's a good role model for my boys, you know, that become men. And so anyway, so going back, I where was I? So with um with me being in that position, you know, he met Joshua. They they really had got along with each other. And he always, and what I loved about that too, his family from the beginning accepted Joshua as their grandchild, like as their own. Right. So there was never funkiness there. Is that, you understand that? I got to give that credit. There was never funkiness there. The funkiness was me and him. Woo! We were like oil and water. Like we yeah. were like, like we just, it was, it was crazy. It was, it was typically like a movie. Like we would just fight all the time and then go have crazy passionate sex. It was ridiculous. <laughs> so, so I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm, I've lived it. I know, I know exactly. You know what, what I'm talking about, about yeah, right? Yeah. Didn't you live that? Like it's yeah. so toxic. Like if you guys can't get along outside the bedroom, what's going on? But then you get in the bedroom and it's like a whole, a whole new makeup. Whoa. Makeup sex is, is, is probably the best sex there is, but Anyway, go ahead. Crazy. I know. I'm telling you. So anyway, so fast forward. So now I'm I'm single. I'm single. And I'm older this time. I'm young. I'm young. I'm only 50. But I was, you know, I was in the 40s. And I'm like, oh, this is this is definitely different. And I didn't want to date for a while. So I moved out. We live in um I ended up staying really close because I didn't want to interrupt my children's life too much in the sense. Like I didn't, I was like, okay, me and I are not going to be together anymore, but I'm going to live in the same neighborhood. We're all going to the same school, you know, like, like we're going to be staying together. And, and then on top of that, being able to leave my ex-husband, um, I knew for me as a woman, truthfully, for me to leave him, I, I needed to be able to stand on my own two feet. Because he he was definitely going to give me a hard time with money, and and so we're going to do fifty because I'm leaving him. But since we're going to do fifty fifty, there was not going to be an exchange in money. So when you have children with somebody, and you have fifty fifty custody, you that's it. You don't get yeah, you yeah, don't get yeah. the money. Okay, so I knew that. So and then on top of that, which is kind of crazy, we had we so happened to live in a really nice area. We live here in Scottsdale, Arizona. And if anybody knows about Scottsdale, Arizona, it's not cheap. No. No, it's not cheap. No. And you can get good schools and everything like that, but it's costly. So I found myself, holy moly, um, going from 
you know, him being the main bread maker, but I always worked and I've been successful before, but not to the point that I'm going to be the only one right by myself. Even though I did that with Joshua, we were young. I was so young. We didn't need much then. Now it's different. I got four of them. One, you can handle it. You can, you can bounce around. But when you got four, no, it's four. Four kids is different. So fast forward. I left. And I, you know, had my own place. Um, I was able to leave. I was able to leave with making really, really great money. Matter of fact, as much as he was making, to be honest with you. And it was pretty intense. And it, it took me a while to get there. But I got there and I left. And I settled down for a while. You know, I didn't even date for a while. So fast forward, maybe a year later, um, I decided to date. Oh, that was a shit show. Oh, <laughs> Lordy. <laughs> Sounds like what I'm going through now because I'm, I'm slowly starting to date and it's a shit show. But go ahead. It's shit, yeah, it was a shit show. And so I'm dating and, and this is when I learned what I know now. So I'm going to get into all that today. But so I'm dating and remember, as you see me, I look very um, feminine, right? I look very feminine. Yep. I am. I'm a fun, loving, feminine woman. But I'm, I'm now, for the first time in my life, really on my own. It was kind of the second time, but this was different. On my own, you know, have this more, have this expensive place to pay for, have to do it all, have to be the man, have to be the woman, have to be the everything. I have to do the being fixing the house, all of that. It was me. And... I'm on my own for the first time and I physically look, you know, very feminine, but I start going on dates. I had no idea, but I was such, I would call, I call myself now. It's okay. But I was like, almost like a ball buster. Okay. <laughs> I was such in my masculine energy. Like I did not trust men. I already was like so negative in the sense of like, oh, he's in, you know, like I had this really negative view about men and i had this you know like they cheat they're liars they're assholes all the things that's funny that because that's that's where i'm at I, except the other side i because the last relationship i couldn't trust yeah. her and i don't know when i'll even if i start dating i don't know that i'll trust it. but wow it's just like okay. parallel yes yes nuances so now yeah so now so i'm going out and i'm and i really my what i call my lenses right my lenses were definitely um negative negative so i had no idea when i was showing up and i was like kind of like out there trying to meet a man that i was actually like not attracting the type of good men that i want to i was actually attracting the the guys that were going to play the games this is the energy that i was bringing and this was this is um what i believed so there's no way i learned something there's no way that you're going to attract uh, a really honest, great man if you really believe that there's not out there. Right. Think about that. I really believe that from the bottom of my heart. I was like, they're all assholes. Excuse me. And you know, I love men. I told you that I love men. I, I have four boys of my own. I have so much respect for men. I love men. But I'm talking personally for me as a woman. That's what I thought. I really did. I said, okay, they're good, but not to date. <laughs> And and if you go out into the dating scene and you have a poor piss poor attitude, you're gonna yeah. attract piss poor. Yes. Men, in my case, women and yes. And and my pattern over the years, of, uh, we talked a little bit, but uh, you know, yes. over the past eight to ten years, I've attracted the 
the woman who the damsel in distress because that's I guess that's what I was looking for. So yeah, yes. I, I understand what you're talking about. Yeah, exactly. We, yeah, we attract what we exude. Yeah, and what we believe. We really yeah. attract what we believe. You know, because because they mirror it. They mirror it. So whatever that is, it mirrors. Because you're not going to attract the the most amazing person if you really don't believe there's amazing people. That's what I learned. Okay. So anyway, so I'm I'm out and I'm dating and it was not fun. It was daunting. And I was just like, oh, goodness gracious. And and so I kind of just stopped. And after I stopped, I went inwards. And I decided, you know what, girl, do you, you got a lot of stuff here? We got to figure what's what's under the hood. What's going on with you? Because, you know, you're a good lady. You're a good woman. And 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 why are you having such a hard time? Why do you keep attracting those guys? What is up, mama? Like I saw, I I knew something had to change. So I went inwards and I did it all. I ended up getting a coach. I went to therapy. I studied uh, relationships. I studied, you know, what really makes them work. I studied men, to be honest with you. I've been studying men since I was a little girl. I've been fascinated by men. And, but when I was in this thing, I went, I did such a deep dive into men and masculine energy and, and really a man's journey and, and what they go through and why they go through what they do and why they show up this way and why you have the assholes and why you have the ghosters and why you have the good guys and why you have all that. And I started learning things that I wasn't ever aware of. And I literally started learning myself. And I started for the first time in my life, learning what it actually was that I was actually looking for. I never really understood what I was looking for. Because I always thought it was more of like, not to say external, because I was always attracted to the people I was with. But I didn't know that what I was actually looking for was how I wanted to feel around a person mm. and so when i started learning this everything started to shift it yeah it really changed it really changed and when it changed i was able to start approaching dating in a whole new way and 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 a matter of fact that's why i'm doing the work i'm doing now because everything that i do now I was the guinea pig. I did the trial and error. I tried, you know, I was the one that did all the dates and did all the things to figure out what actually really works. And we're all different individual human beings, but there is a formula. There is kind of a formula when it comes to like getting to know someone. There is a formula in really trusting yourself and really understanding first, what are you looking for? Well, how do you want to feel? So I knew for me, as, as I started doing this work, I knew for me that actually what I wanted to feel as a woman, I wanted to feel completely safe with a man. Okay. And, I and I don't just mean time. safe, and I'm not just safe in, um, in a protection way, right. safe with my heart, safe with, you know, my emotions. I, I didn't want a person to just how, how it was before. So the men that I were with before, they weren't physically abusive, but it was emotional abuse. Yeah. And it was pretty intense and it really messed me up, you know? Yeah. But but anything that happens to anybody, I just want to say this from the bottom of my heart. Um, you could do the work and it doesn't define you. My 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 past relationships don't define me. 
I define me. I get to decide. I get to choose. I get to decide what I want to do. I get to decide how I want to feel. I get to decide if I want it to be a victim of my past or I want it to be someone that just learns and grows and is grateful for the opportunity, believe it or not, of all the things that I've been to because it's been able to take me forward and move me forward and clear me. And now, you know, I teach this and and now I was able to, you know, fast forward, end up, you know, meeting an amazing man that is like exactly what I would say that I manifested. And I'm remarried. I'm remarried now. And I got myself a really good dude, <laughs> a really good person. Yeah, he is he's a really good dude and a good person. But it took a moment to get there. So I want you to hear this and I want people to hear this. So if you find yourself also like feeling very discouraged and feeling like, well, shit, maybe, maybe, it's, maybe, maybe it's not in the cards for me. What I know to be true, that that's just a limiting belief that you need to clear up. I'm telling you right now, there's some work there for people that are really struggling with that is because you can't see what you can't see yet. And a lot of times that we are stuck in our patterns because we get stuck in patterns. We get stuck yeah. in, in the way we look at life. We get stuck in the way we look at things. And when you are able to start going inwards and doing this, you start learning yourself and you start learning like a lot of the things that you actually believe are not necessarily true and a lot of the things that I believed about relationships and about men weren't necessarily true because what I learned after I cleared all my stuff because there's stuff I had right I had to clear I had to get clear with myself what I learned is this is, I have some great news people there are amazing men out there and amazing women oh my goodness and guess what I learned? The majority are amazing. Majority. I, this You're describing me where you were, I guess, maybe 10 years ago. I, yeah. I, I was just eight months ago. If you and I were having this conversation eight months yeah. ago, you would have a different person here. I have learned I would have so totally much different about person. myself. Yep. And I would have learned so much. I have learned so much more about myself. I'm not ready yet. Uh, I'm ready to date, but I'm not ready to get into a relationship. But you're right. You got At the moment that you come out of that relationship, you, the, your life is in turmoil, and you don't see yes. you don't see the light at the end of the tunnel. No, you can't see no light. Today I do. I see a little a little light, but it's there, you know. And um, so people come to you to yes. help with all so any all aspects of dating. Tell, yeah, yeah, tell so us. So what I do is, so it's, it's different in the sense of like, so I'm not, so I teach, I'm a certified empowerment coach. And what, what that really is, is that we do the deep work, meaning that, you know, I meet people where they're at. We, we, we meet people where they're at in the sense of where they're resonating. So a lot of people that come to me initially, they're really honestly either resonating in apathy or shame. And, and they have a, a lot of stuff that they haven't been able to process and get through. So a lot of times they're already kind of numb or they're like, you know, have stuff that they're just haven't dealt with. And so what I do as an empowerment coach and a feminine embodiment practitioner, we work that through to really find out the, you know, uncover what has happened, what's going on and why and why. And, and so I work off of how I, how I kind of help people, which is pretty cool because 
I'm not about, you know, just giving people the the tricks and the tip, you know, the tricks and the little gimmick stuff to just surface stuff to just get your person. Anybody can get anybody if you want, to be honest with you. No, I'm here. I help people find their soul partner, like their, their person. So I help people get married. Um, I help people find the person that they can spend with for the rest of their life. And, and that's, that's what I'm all about. I'm a big believer in um, relationships. I truly believe with the bottom of my heart that we are not meant to be on the island by ourselves. Um, we're here to, right. We're here to connect. We're here to make love. We're here to be passionate. We're here to have real intimate, deep connections. That is really having a true full life experience when you have that. And there's nothing more amazing when you have a partner to do life with. Now, we are not here to do life with a partner that's toxic and things are bullshit. No, hell no. That's when we're like, we're better off alone. But when we, when people say to me, I don't need a man, I don't need a woman. Okay, let's stop talking like this. This is not about you need. We, of course, you can be by yourself. Of course, you can be independent. But why? I'm like, why would we want to? Um, there's not to me, especially I've I've worked with so many women. I've asked this question, especially women that are, you know, in a position in their lives that they're like financially, they're fantastic. They already had bad relationships and they are like, I don't need a man. I actually, when I peeled down the layer and I asked them a real question, I said, listen, 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 listen let me ask you a real question then. If you were to find a person that totally adored you and you adored them and they respect you and you respect them and they wanted to do life with you and you had true alignment with them. Would you want to be with them or would you rather be alone? 100%. Everyone has said a hundred percent. I would yeah. rather be of, yeah. of course. Yeah. So that's what I do. I help people clear those blocks to allow them to find out why they feel that way. And usually it will come down to some different aspects. Usually when we, we start on, on like, it's like an onion, you know, taking the, yep. taking it apart, taking the pills, right. We start finding out this started from childhood. This started from childhood. Yep. They believe what they believe because they also have been wounded when they were a child. They've had such situ situations that they actually never even took care of, never addressed, or they believed what they were told. You know, they believed what they saw. And it doesn't mean what you saw and what you were told is actually true. Exactly. It just means that that was your environment when you grew up. But as adult human beings, we all have an opportunity to choose how we want to look at things and how we want to feel about things and why. We all have that opportunity. It's just sometimes we don't take that opportunity and we just go by old belief patterns old things that are not even true anymore. So that's kind of where I start with people. I work off of four principles and I created this. Um, it's a, a, a line partner attraction formula. It's a trademark that I created. And really what it does is like, if someone's really looking to find a life partner, right? Like someone to spend life with, or someone's like, Charlene, I'm really struggling. I, I go and I date. And it's just, I can't find alignment to save my life. Like, why? Why? Um, I've been able to figure out a way to clear that for people. They got to do the work, though, okay? Because I, I don't do the work for them. But able to clear that for people so they can start seeing life and people with different lenses. 
once they do that, once they shift their energy, once they clear um, things that have been holding them back, because listen, you can't see your blind spots. I'm telling you right now. So people try to do this internal work by themselves. It doesn't work because you're doing it by yourself. You actually need a professional or somebody else to ask you questions to get down to you know the truth. And that's how you can clear things. Once they get to do that work, a whole new possibility starts happening for them and a whole new energy and a whole different set of lenses. And that's when things start shifting and that's when they're able to start attracting completely something different than they've ever done before. Do you, this is just fascinating. And it's, and I say this to a lot of my guests, I just like, where were you five years ago? when did you? <laughs> so do you work? And, and this is okay. If you yeah. do, do you work primarily with women or do, or do you have any men clients? I work with women and I work with men okay. and I work with couples. Okay. And, and so how I do it is if when couples come to me, I will work. I don't work with the couple at first together. I will work with the man by himself. I will work with the woman by themselves. And then we work together. Okay. And because I, it's always, it's not a, it's not a couple thing. It's an individual thing. Relationships, you have to be, you have any relationship that we're in, anything that's going on, you have to go inwards first before you try to put your fingers on the other person. It's not the other person, it's us. And what I mean by that, so let's talk about me being in a toxic relationship. Who who was it? It was me. Why was it me? Because first of all, let's talk about that. Why was I being in an environment before we got married that were had red flags and I'm ignoring the red flags? You can't ignore how someone's showing up. You can't ignore the truth. And so since I didn't have the ability that I have now, this is why I, this is why I'm such a believer in people doing the work. You know, if you're here that do the work, what is the mm -hmm. work? <laughs> like, what is the work? You got to do the work because when you do the work, you actually will not from the bottom of my heart attract or be in ever again, a toxic relationship or settle for someone that is not completely aligned with you because you you get to see yourself differently. You get to have such a different view of yourself and what you want, and you're not going to settle. Well, I didn't do all that. And that's why I ignored red flags because it is our responsibility who we choose yep. to be in a relationship with. No one's putting a gun in our head. And so there's no victims in relationships. It takes two people. Yeah. And so if if relationships are not working out, it's two people. So there's not one victim. Like, you know, it, it is because this is what I learned now. So if things are not good, then it is your responsibility to be like, oh, this is not working for me. This is not right. So there's a lot of layers here. And that's why when you do the work and that's why when you clear that shit, like seriously, you clear it, you have such a different confidence. You have this like, oh no, I know exactly who I am and I know exactly what I would never put up with again and exactly how I want to be treated and how I want to feel with that person because that's what it matters. And and that's where where I went wrong. And, and again, my audience, I apologize. They know yeah. they, they know my story. Yes. I, I knew what she was doing and I yep. stayed. I take full responsibility. I don't point the finger at my ex even though yep. I know she was with other men and she was doing something. Lying and cheating. But I knew it. 
and right. I stayed anyway. So, right. I, so I, had I got out a, a year earlier when I when I really should have had self respect and self dignity and walked yeah. away, but I I didn't. So um, yeah, everything I agree with everything that you're makes, saying. Right? So, it was it was your it was your responsibility. My, it was my decision. Yeah, it was your responsibility. It was your decision. You get to choose and you get to decide. You know who you're going to be around with, and if people are. And this is what I learned. Listen. You can't change people. No. And guess what? A lot of people think because someone is, you know, having a hard time or they're in depression or whatever that they, they think, oh, I'm going to try to save someone. You can never take away somebody's rock bottom. No. You have oh, to I... allow people, you have to allow people to experience their ownness, their yeah. ownness. And if someone's so if if someone is going to about hit rock bottom, well, guess what? That's probably the best thing that's going to happen to them. I hate yeah. to say this in the bottom of my heart. I don't want anyone to, you know, I'm not no. talking about, but it's true. Yeah. Because how the hell are you going to learn? How the hell are you going to get back up if you're not on the floor? You know what I mean? <laughs> and if someone's just trying to, you know, keep saving you and keep saving you, it's just surface. It's not, it's not allowing you as a human being to take full responsibility for your life and full responsibility for the people around you. And I should have listened. I, I had, uh, before I got sober, I was engaged to somebody for four yeah. years. Yeah. And But she kept coming to me with my alcoholism. She kept saying, I'm not going to marry my father because her father was an alcoholic. An alcoholic. He was in recovery, yeah. But he yeah. was in recovery. But, he, but she grew up with that. Yeah. And she kept saying to me, you got to stop drinking. You got to stop drinking. And I, and of course, as an alcoholic, and you know, we're very insidious and we, and we hide it and all that. Hide Finally, it. I hit rock bottom because she threw me out of her life and, and never yeah. looked back. She, she cut me off. Yep. And that's when I got sober. I should have learned from that lesson because yes. I did not. Meaning she had self-respect and self-dignity to say enough. I cannot take enough. His, his drinking anymore. Yep. And, then but i then was that proceeded. did it for you was that your was that your like because everyone has that that wake up call that was yours like oh my god this woman that i'm in love with yep. she's absolutely done what am i doing uh, at the time i didn't know she was done i thought if i got sober she would take me back but she okay. did not okay. um but but carrying that forward I, I i did not learn that lesson on the reverse so i got into relationships yep. where women were not like the one I explained to you and that, but there were two more before that, that were very similar that they had problems and, and they didn't hit their rock bottoms. And right. or if they did, I should have walked away, but. Right. Oh, how do I phrase this question? There, <laughs> this if, if you love somebody and they're struggling and let's say it's alcoholism, depression, work issues I, I do do you if you love somebody don't you want to support them and help them through it or is there a point where you have to say it that i have to protect myself and walk away so what i've learned is you can love somebody of course but you can also be grateful that they're not in your life anymore oh you're right you're right i so have you can love you can love someone, but you can also be grateful that they're not in your life anymore because you can't love somebody more than they love themselves. Right. And, right. and if someone loves themselves, 
and they are struggling through stuff. And they love themselves, but they love you. Then it is their responsibility to do what needs to get done. But what it, usually what happens is, is people that are struggling with whatever they're struggling with, they already have so many layers because they, they're not even really loving themselves. They're not taking care of no. themselves. No. So we can't expect people that are not actually taking care of themselves to actually love us yeah. in the way that we need to be loved. And in relationships, the foundation is love. But just love is not enough to make a loving, respectful, kind, right. growing, aligned relationship. Because I had love for my ex-husband. I love my ex-husband. Trust me, I, I, I love him so much. As a matter of fact, I was in love with him. So just picture me leaving a man that I was in love with. Yeah. Think about oh, that. I, I, I was in love with her, but I, I couldn't take the infidelity anymore. And yes. Get, and, you know, it's funny because... He didn't very... want to change. It was the same thing. He didn't. I asked him. I told him, I said, listen, man, come on. It's been 23 years. Listen, we're going to counseling. We're doing all the things. You know, I can, I can only show up and change myself. I can only learn. I can only get more mature. I can only do this. But, you know, the, the way that you're acting and, and how you are treating me is really hurting me. And he had a choice. Yeah. He heard this for years and years and years. And he, so I stayed around. And guess what I learned? He didn't change. People yeah. don't change. They only change if they want to change and usually people don't want to change. No. And so, and so you have to just like completely accept that. And I knew that I'm trying to change another human being to be different with me. He's yeah. like, girl, what are you talking about? This is who I am. It's not, it wasn't who he was. It was who he was choosing to stay as because he could change. He could, he could have said, no, hell yeah. I don't want to lose you. If, if my, you know, if, if my, moodiness if my temper is affecting you so much i'm going to slow this down he didn't want to do that let me let me ask you a question so yes we're talking about anger or, or, or we yes. talked about alcoholism you yes. you know i told you a little bit about my ex yes and, and i confronted her with the infidelity the escorting and all that and of course yes. i was gaslit and told i was you know yeah. crazy and paranoid and at the very end, I hired a private investigator and yeah. I got I got the answers that I found. Yeah. And she found out that I hired a PI. Yeah. And she sent me an email the, the very last week that we were talking. And before we see, matter of fact, the last contact we had was an email to me. And she said, you're a dummy. Why are you spending all that money? All you had to do was ask me what I was, you know, she said, if you want to know something about me, ask me. And, and I, I didn't respond to this email because I didn't want to give her the satisfaction right I right did ask her 20 times during the relationship yep. are you seeing somebody else are you yep. selling your body are you dancing she was what are you doing fans. what right. are you doing and she gaslit me but at the very end she finally i, I think she was she knew that she got caught yeah she it's said, over why did you spend money on a pi when you could have simply just asked me and i, I didn't answer her like because i said I, I wouldn't have been a very nice email but yeah. um, I, I finally had to walk away knowing. So, all right. And see, so, it was you in the yeah, end. Yeah, you yeah, know, yeah. Think about that because look what you did. This is perfect. Think about what I just said. You, I, you know, you did everything. You tried all the things, all the things, all the things. And in the end, did you change her? No, 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 no. 
Did you save probably, her? No, and she's probably still doing it. And if yes, she's no, not, no, she's not probably. She is, babe. No, one hundred percent. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. People do just people decide. That's why I also teach what I teach because I help people learn how to date. I help people learn how to get to know someone, and it's a process. I teach this process, which is the relationship attachment model. And what it is, is when we are getting to know someone, this is the, this is, this is the reality. So when you first meet someone, we all have this, like, based on like who we think that person is, right? So when you first meet someone, what I call it, you have this picture frame on who you think that person is. And usually it's based on like their mannerisms, how they look, what they say, whatever that is. So we automatically as humans already assume that we know who this person is, okay? And if that person has like mannerisms or something they have to do with like somebody we know and we're like, oh, look at their, they have a humor like my dad. Oh, they must be a good person. You know, this, whatever. The way that we do it is we already have our views on who we think this is, but this is the reality. Um, nobody knows anybody until time goes by. All right. Period. They're, they're strangers for at least a month or two. They're still a stranger because even what they're telling you, because she used to sit here on the couch and tell me her childhood drama. And I, I, to this day, I'm not so sure I believe that the ex-husband cheated on her. They're, mm -hmm. they're, especially somebody who's a narcissistic or on the spectrum and yes. who's a gaslighter will feed you information to make you feel sorry for them. And yes. I, think, I think a lot of what I was told. So to this, and yes. so I thought I knew her and it turns out she was a total stranger. She was living two lives. Of course, did, yeah, this, so. that's why I'm doing what I'm doing. So this, that's, I'm so happy you said that. Cause you were actually a person that experienced what I'm talking about. Okay. You actually experienced and, and you are, tr trust me, you are speaking for the majority. Okay. So what happens is you, you meet the person, you're already believing whatever the hell that's coming out of their mouth. And let me just say this. And especially I tell women this all the time. I said, you got to slow down because um, you go meet a man and you're sitting to get to know this man. He can actually say whatever the hell he wants to say. How do you actually know that's true? Right. He can literally say whatever any of us can say, whatever we want to say coming out of our mouth. But how do we know what we're saying is true? Now, is this part of like where you have to have faith and trust? No bullshit. You got to actually give it time to know if this person is somebody that you can have faith and trust with. So trust is something that comes in time. You don't just believe what people say. You have an open heart, but you also slow things down to see what's happening. So this is what I tell people. So I teach this process. I said, so when we're getting to know someone, all of us are rushing too fast. Why are we rushing so yeah. fast? What, why? Why are we so nervous? Because are we thinking, oh, we got to rush real quick because if we don't rush real quick, we're going to lose the person. Well, if you lose the person, then you're not with the person anyway. So who cares the crap? Well, it's all yeah. I think I think it's all about when you meet somebody and and there's a chemistry that dopamine gets in a way and you get those dopamine hits and then. But when you meet someone and you do it in the way that I'm about to teach you, okay, it makes all the difference. Yeah. So here we go. So when you first meet someone, um, we we have what we call like you said, like when when we have the chemistry start, you know, happening. 
what happens is, is our hormones actually secrete, which is serotonin, which literally is, we had a study. I wish I had my picture right now. It's like a brain. And right here in the front of the brain, it's it's our critical thinking, what we call the critical thinking. When you're falling in love and those hormones are released, that part of the brain actually freaking shrinks. Like you can't think straight, like it shrinks. And so when it's shrinking, you're not able to like be in your best clear self because you're falling in love. You're falling in the chemistry. You got blinders on. 100%. That's why they say, you know, love is blind. But but when you are in that process, I always tell people, I said, this is why you have to do what I'm about to teach you because it helps you from making this mistake. Okay. So the way that you get to know someone is first you first you have, I'm going to tell you the process, but it's you have to get to know them, trust them, rely on them, commit and then touch. And and touch is really a process. And especially for women that to get to that, we have to be able to know who we are dealing with. And I said the same thing to men. You don't want to be just sleeping with a woman so quickly if you actually don't know who this woman is. And you are the perfect example. I'm going to use your story. And so, but because, because there's so much more going on. So what I say, how do you get to know someone? But the first one that I said, there's no, what I say, no, trust, rely, commit and touch. So how do you get to know someone? You know how you get to know someone? You have to give it time. And you give it time. And when you get to know someone, you start seeing that person in different environments. Mm -hmm. And on top of that, you have to meet their people. You have to meet people that they know. Because if you are not meeting anybody, then there's a red flag here. Okay? So um, we have, so when we are getting to know someone, we have to be able to also meet their people because their people are going to show you a very clear sign on what it is that you're dealing with. I, I could not meet her anybody. There was only one person she allowed me to meet and it was a very good friend of hers. And I think she had her, this friend under her thumb. I yeah. couldn't meet anybody. Not, yeah. not to mention that I she told me to keep the, everything on the DL. Like, like Oh yeah, that's a sign right there. Don't He's post right. on Facebook. Don't yeah. tell anybody and yada, yada, yada. So I could meet Hi. anybody, but, but go ahead. Continue with yeah, your. Perfect. Yeah. So then, so then when you get to start giving it time and getting to know someone, you get to see them in different environments. You get to meet their people. You get to see them around their people. And if what they have been saying starts lining up. Okay. Mm -hmm. You can't go by just what you're thinking is lining up. You actually have to see this shit. You have to actually see it, you guys. And so when you get to see really if these people are telling you the truth, then you start to literally get to trust someone. Okay. You're like, okay. So their words, this is it. Listen to this. Their words are matching their, their actions. actions. Because it's not, and, and, and I had the same with women, with men too. I said, it's not what they say, it's, it's what, what they, they do. do. Right? Because yeah. I can sit here and say all kinds of stuff. I can say, oh, I'm this and I'm this and that. But how am I showing up for you? You and I are right. dating, right? And I'm sitting here telling you everything. But in the end of the day, how am I actually showing up for you? Am I being cool with you? Am I being respectful for you? Mm. Is what I'm saying, is it? lining up with what you're seeing like yeah. it's all like are the pieces coming together you slow this down 
you slow this down. And then when you get to trust someone, then you slowly start relying on them. Like you're like, okay, let me see if I can rely on them because I'm already trusting them. Then you slowly see if as time goes by, I actually can really rely on this person. When this person says something, they have integrity. They honor what they say. So their word is their word. That's when you rely on someone. You're like, okay, I can tell you right now, now that when she says something, she saw it. When he says something, he saw it because I've gotten to know them. I've gotten to trust them and I've gotten to rely on them. Then when you're like really seen in time that you can rely on this person, you can trust this person and, and your body feels good. Because your body's going to tell you very quickly. Yeah. If you, if you slow it down, you're going to try. You're going to be like, oh, something's up. Something doesn't feel right. Trust that. Because you know why? Because that's something's not right. You know what the problem is? We ignore that. Don't ignore it. I did. That's actually, that's screaming at you. Yeah. It's telling you, yeah. it's literally going, bah, bah, run, 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 run. And so then once you finally know someone, you really trust them, you rely on them, then you can commit. Yeah. Then you commit. Then you can commit. Once you commit, then let's go have some fun now. Okay. Mm -hmm. Let's have some fun. Because now we know that this person is a person of their word. We know that this person is not, you know, sleeping with everybody and just bullshitting. We know that, you know, that that to them is something important because really as a grown ass person, as a grown ass adult, you can sleep with anybody anytime and do whatever the hell you want. But I teach people to find their life partner. So I teach people to slow down so they can trust people. I teach people to find out who that person really is before you actually commit to them. Yeah. Like seriously. And, and, and not only that, that's actually one of the most beautiful foolproof ways to find out who the hell you're dealing with. Okay. Charlene, this has been an amazing uh, almost like a class. I feel like I'm in a class. Like <laughs> I should be taking notes. Um, I, I, you're awesome. I, it's it, everything you just said resonated with me because the entire first four or five months just flashed through my mind as you were talking about that. And I was thinking about different situations and while we did wait four months to have sex, there was a lot of those. And, and I heard a new term the other day, not just red flags, but orange flags. Um, so they're not giant red flags but they're little things that you should still pay attention to so yeah the little the little whispers the little um, yeah yeah so yeah. And, and and you're right about the, the body telling you because there were many times when she would go home and there would be like this pit in my stomach saying something yes. didn't match there and but yep. but here's the problem with men i don't know about women when you're working with or dating somebody who's just a 10 on a 10 or 11 on a yep. scale you're you're whatever testosterone that we have or whatever hormone is you, you will just overlook those things because she's so freaking beautiful, you know? Right. And that's vain. I'm, I'm accepting the fact no, that but that's, that's true. Shallow... But I teach men. Yes, I agree with okay. you, but that that's, but the, but the reality is and women feel the same way about certain men. Yeah. They, they're just so attracted. Oh, yeah. to, they're so attracted. They, want to hear, they want to hear what they want to hear. Yeah. So this replies to men and women. Yeah. Um. All of us, all of us have to slow down, slow down, slow down. Yeah. Because, you know, it, it really makes a difference because if you end up with someone like you end up, look at a freaking nightmare you went through. Yeah. Seriously. That wasn't like, that was terrible. Yeah. <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> why, why do we want to pe put people through that? You yeah. don't want to go. Do you want to go through that again? Nope. 
And, nope. and the, the good thing is, is that I, I looked at it as a bad experience for quite a some some months, but now I'm looking back as as an experience that I can learn from, and I turned something oh, yes. positive into. I started a podcast. And here's the good part. Yes. I've actually learned my lesson because I have gone on a few dates and I have seen things that were just not okay. Um, good. I've been on maybe, I don't know, maybe four dates and I've okay. talked to a dozen women and I could tell right off the bat that this woman wasn't for me. Something but, to, you, now, do you feel like you have a, a, a different sense now? You're like, a, okay. Yeah. So sometimes, uh, sometimes we go through things and we come out with such different Possibly, but I, you know, like just a different way to look at life. But I wouldn't have done that if I hadn't taken some time off. Like you said in the beginning, you got to take some time off. Because my pattern of behavior of, of dating was when one relationship ended, I jumped into another. Yeah, like a serial. Yep. And usually a lot of people are doing that. But that doesn't, is, it doesn't work. You got to break those patterns. And I tell this to everybody, all my guests and my audience, this is the longest time I've been single in my adult life is like eight wow. months. So. I'm learning wow. now. Learning. And I'm sort of slowing down. And I'm really I love learning, it. And I'm not in a rush to get in a relationship. I'd like to date somebody, but I'm just really right now. I'm just I'm doing the podcast. Right now, the podcast is my girlfriend because that's okay. really yeah. I'm yeah. putting a lot of a lot of time and effort into that. I'm starting to learn this. And I don't, yes. have, I don't even think I'd have time to date right now, which is yeah. great. You know, so this is great. And can I let me can I give you a little dating advice when you're sure. going to go date? Okay. Please. So when you decide to go date, this is what I tell women and this is what I tell men, because this is first of all, people don't understand what dating is for. They they I don't know what people think dating is. I said, okay, so dating, let me make this very clear. Let me clear this up really quick, everyone. Dating is all about getting to know different people okay mm -hmm. you are getting to know different people you're not going to put all your eggs in one basket nope. and that's why i'm saying we don't need to sleep with everybody either because that should be like the people that we really want to be with okay yeah. so dating dating is like we gotta we gotta really slow it down see how how many times am i gonna say that word slow down yeah so when dating is getting to know different people and taking your time to see in time who actually is that person that you actually want to commit to? So I'm saying, so always when you're ready to go date, I'm going to tell you something. Please, 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 please date a minimum of three ladies at a time. Okay. okay. Three. Jesus. Not one. No. That, that, no, no, I agree with you. I that, But that's a topic for another day because dating, I'm on, I was, and I'm on and off dating apps. But they're horrible, and and now I would like to meet somebody in the real world, like organically. But yes, I, and know. I and I teach how to do that too. Good. So when you're so that's how we do it. So dating, you you are literally all it is is getting to know different people. Yeah. So so let's say for an example, and when we date, we slow this down. So when you like someone, we don't go and necessarily already go and let's go out to dinner. That is too intimate. That is yeah. too, especially men yeah. can't be buying dinner for every all these women. Are you kidding me? Yeah. No. no, we're going to, we're, that's I'd be broken a month. Yeah. No, <laughs> you'd be broken a month. It doesn't make any sense. And so when we're dating, we get to know different people. And how do we even know if we want to continue on getting to know them? We kind of do this slower. So I always recommend that we start. So you always are talking. It's like a funnel. This is how I teach this. And, and remember, you're not, you don't owe anybody anything because you're not lying. You're not bullshitting. Why would you commit to someone if you don't even know who they are? No. Why would you like just get to know one person if that person ends up not being like a good person anyway? And you literally just wasted your time. We're not, yeah. we don't have time to waste. No. 
And so, so when you're dating, you're just not at 63. To, I know. No, no, you're not at 63. <laughs> and, 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 and whatever age. So when you're dating, you're just getting to know different people. You're talking to different people. You're just honestly seeing who you have a vibe with, right? Who you're liking, who you're not liking. What is it that you enjoy? What is it that you're not enjoying? It's just knowing people. So this is how we do it. So the first date is um, coffee for sure. Even if you don't drink coffee, drink tea, drink a soda. I don't care what the hell you drink, but keep it simple. Studies have shown when we go on a little coffee date, and especially if we're de dealing with warm drinks, it actually helps people relax and be a little more honest. And so when you are going on a coffee date, you're just, it's not, you're not going to break the bank. Trust me. You're mm -hmm. going to see it's another woman that I actually want to take somewhere. So you just get to go have a nice coffee date. You kind of have a conversation. Sometimes you might meet some amazing people might not have like a, um, an attraction, but it might be like, wow, that's a great person. Or you might meet that person and be like, wow, I really kind of want to get to know this person a little more. Or you might go on the coffee date and say, oh, hell no, I'm done. Yeah. Right. I'm done. I'm good. I'm good. Yep. So then and if, if, if some, right, the shoe. So if let's say you go on a little coffee date and there's a little like, oh, this is nice. This is a good fresh. I like the conversation. I like this. It's good. Then, you know what I always tell people? I said, the next day, keep it a little more, even more simple. Go do like, like a little activity. Just go to go play a little mini golf. Keep something simple. You don't have to still go on a full um, dinner yeah. date. That's a very intimate time. If you go and you tell the girl, let's go listen to some music. No big deal. You know, let's keep it. I like to meet you. I think then if you go there and you're like, that's the, the first coffee date, you enjoy that. Now you're doing a little music. You're like, okay, I really like her personality. Then that's when the third date is when you're like, okay, I think now I'm ready to take her out, you know, on a date. But take your time. Yeah. Take your time. Because what you're going to know is that not everyone is the same. And and we're not going to like, like, like everyone. And there's going to be a certain somebody, a certain something in time that you're going to really be like, oh, gosh, I don't know what it is, but that one, her, you know, mm, and that's yeah. how you do it. That's how you do it, man. Charlene, you are amazing. So, all right, we, we got to wrap this up. Uh, wrap but, it up. But I could talk to you for another hour. I know. I know. We're good. Yeah. I, I think I think I got to have you back. Um <laughs> Uh, or or tell you what, when I start dating, I'll have you back. And I'll tell you, you can I walk love me it. through that. I love that. Yeah. Where can people find you? So best place to find me, you can find me on my website, which I hope you put in the show notes, which is www.charlenebuyers.com. I'm also everywhere. I'm, I'm also everywhere on social media. Great. So um, I'm on Instagram, which is MS Charlene Byers. I'm on Facebook. I'm on TikTok. On TikTok, I'm Level Up for Love. That's the only name. That's the only time that I have a different name. Okay. But I also offer, um, right now we're working on more free resources for men. But right now we have a lot of free resources for women. Okay. So I have a lot of free resources right now for women, but we're working on the men. Um, I have um, programs and stuff that women can work with me. And I do um, programs with women. That's a whole other story because we're more in community women. And then I do one-on-one -on -one coaching with men. So it's it's just how we do it. So, so they go to your website. All of this information is on there. How they to can contact all this you. information. They can contact me. I would always say um, book a love breakthrough call. It's free. It's a 45 minute consultation. Um, you'll get me on the phone. You'll have a free um, coaching session with me and I will get down to the nitty gritty with you. You're going to leave that conversation being like, wow, because you, I really find out where it is that you're at, what's going on with you and how we can get you there and Darling. give you a plan. I'm yes. leaving this podcast. Wow. So 
<laughs> so thank so, you, I mean, my friend. Thank, thank you. you. Yeah. Uh, thank and thank you, friend, because I think thank I you. just made a new friend. Uh, you made uh, my friend. We're friends. We're gonna yeah, keep in touch. Okay. Absolutely. Yeah. I'm gonna follow you on Instagram as soon. As I love I get it. Off. Yeah. Please do. Um, ladies and gentlemen, and people of all genders, please go visit CharleneBuyers.com. Um, and if uh, you heard what I just heard, a very vibrant and outgoing and and happy. I liked I liked the happiness. And Thank you. you just seem upbeat and you and you've you've overcome a lifetime of, of difficulties. And yes, I, I love these kind of stories. So thank, thank you. you so much for spending some time with me. And um, we'll put you in every all that information in the show notes. And please come back and visit me in, in a couple Absolutely. of months. Absolutely. I'd love more. to come back. Thank you. I okay. appreciate that. Thank, thank you, you so much. Wow. And I think that one deserves a real wow. I know, it's getting lame. I told you she was vibrant. I told you she was exciting. I'm just so lucky that I'm finding these people. And you know what? I'm laughing because three, four months ago, I was not laughing. I was taking this way too seriously. So anyway thank you charlene for coming on and giving us an hour and change of just fantastic not just entertainment but great information and i i actually took away some wonderful tips here um just approaching dating from a completely different perspective uh, and approach so uh gosh and i'm just getting over covid on top of everything else so all right folks please please five stars and a review and follow me and or subscribe any of the above please helps the podcast get out there please share it with your friends and um we have some work to do people come on there's a lot of relationships out there and and and, and single people that are struggling and I'm, I'm trying to help everybody so Anonymous Andrew saying, if you're going to make a choice, please, please, please choose wisely. Until next time, ciao.